Good morning and welcome to day 20 and episode 20 of the Dry Jan Like a Sober Rebel mini-series. Today we're going to talk about an attitude of gratitude. I'm Louisa Evans and I'm a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist and along with lots of hints and tips from the sober community and some things I use with clients in my working life, I've pulled together lots of different information on so many different topics. This month isn't about doing all of these things or trying all of these things, but it's just food for thought because taking a sober break gives you that time and it gives you the opportunity to reassess and reevaluate and maybe think about trying some different things. So today I want to talk about an attitude of gratitude and how gratitude works, the science behind it, why it's such a good idea, because none of this stuff I'm talking about is groundbreaking. None of it is new. It's out there. It's everywhere. In fact, we're almost saturated with these lists of things we could be trying and doing, and it can become quite overwhelming. But gratitude is one of those things I started practicing nearly two decades ago, and it really did make such a difference to my mental health in my late 20s. That was a time in my life where things were going wrong. I was suffering from miscarriages. I'd had two failed marriages. I was feeling very woe is me. And I always say my 20s were my negative era. We all know that it's a good idea to do it. But why? If you're anything like me, you know I love to know why things work. I'm not just blindly going to do something because somebody says it's a good idea. So let's have a look at gratitude. Just in this 15 minute short episode and a little bit more into the psychology behind it and how it can help you. Because this is more than being Pollyanna about life, more than false positivity, trying to brush away the negative things that could be happening. It really isn't like that. What gratitude does is it offers us a way of embracing all the positives that make our lives what they are. And it's more than just a happy feeling for those parts of our lives that are going our way. Gratitude encompasses the idea of the willingness to expand our attention so that we perceive more of the goodness we are always receiving because there is genuinely, might sound like a cliche, but there's always something to be grateful for, even if it's waking up in the morning. In the past two decades, there's been a growing body of evidence in the field of social science And they've actually found that gratitude has got measurable benefits for just about every area of our lives. It contributes substantially to your well-being and your physical health. And the Greater Good Science Centre at the University of California in Berkeley, a leader in research on the science of social and emotional well-being, describes gratitude as the social glue, which is key to building and nurturing strong relationships with other people. Quite simply, gratitude helps people realise that they wouldn't be where they are without the help of others. So a professor of psychology called Robert Emmons, who's also one of the world's leading experts on the science of gratitude, he defines it as having two parts. The first part is an affirmation of goodness. So people can learn to wake up to the good around them and notice the gifts they've received. And the second part of gratitude is recognising that the source of this goodness actually rests outside of yourself. That we receive these things from other people, from fate, if you want to believe in a higher power, or the natural world. 
And it's more than just a good feeling. Scientists who've studied written gratitude interventions, so when people are writing journals or letters, gratitude lists, they find that there are benefits for an individual's mental health and well-being. It can help you feel more satisfied in your life. It can boost your self-esteem. And they've done lots of studies into this, where people have been asked to write gratitude letters each week. And then they've reported significantly better mental health as a result. So if you team this with the idea of journaling to distance from your thoughts and just include a gratitude list, what are you grateful for that day? Can you think of three things you're grateful for? It's been proven that those that did something as simple as that were significantly happier and less depressed, even six months later. In general, we know that the brain has a negative bias and people are more cognitively aware of their headwinds, which are the barriers they might face in life, than the tailwinds, the benefits they receive. So by paying more attention to our tailwinds, studies have shown that we can accentuate feelings of happiness, optimism and positive emotions. So strengthening your positive recall bias makes it easier to see good things around you, even when times are dark. And I can honestly report that this is true. As somebody in my 20s, as I've said, I was a negative person. And you see me bouncing around now, finding the positive in absolutely everything. You wouldn't believe it. One of the other reasons to practice gratitude is that it deepens resilience. And resilience is something we are always looking to build in ourselves. The resilience to bounce back when things aren't as good. And it doesn't require you to ignore or push down or stifle negative emotions. We don't want to do that. So practicing gratitude actually magnifies the positive feelings more than it reduces the negative feelings. But it just helps you feel more resilient in the face of adversity and it helps you see the bigger picture. When you dig down into the science of gratitude, there are quite a lot of dimensions to it. And it's actually studied in several different ways. There's trait gratitude, which is all about whether people have a naturally grateful personality. There's gratitude as a mood, which tracks daily fluctuations in gratitude. There's gratitude as an emotion, which describes a passing feeling of gratitude. So when you receive a gift, for example, or somebody does something for you. And so the practice of gratitude is actually looking to boost gratitude as a mood or emotion. They've actually done some research into people that are naturally grateful, that have trait gratitude, and they found that they have fewer health complaints, fewer headaches, digestion issues, respiratory infections, runny noses, dizziness, sleep problems. And it appears that practicing gratitude could also help to alleviate some of those health problems. And again, they've done studies on this. These things always fascinate me. It also helps to calm the nervous system. And we've talked a lot about the autonomic nervous system. Calming your system in any way you can gives you a feeling of stillness and peace. And drinking alcohol was aggravating that system. It was putting you into a stress state. It was imbalancing you inside. So the psychological changes associated with gratitude are typically a reduction in blood pressure and an increase in vagal tone. 
which is taken as an index of increased parasympathetic influence on the peripheral nervous system, that autonomic nervous system that we were talking about. And that rest and digest helps you to conserve energy by slowing your heart rate, stimulating your digestion, and just contributing to overall relaxation. So soothing the nervous system in any way calms the body and that feels good. So if you make this something that you do every day, intentionally writing down three things you're grateful for, then you're going to see positive benefits. There are no downsides. It also takes moments to do. It's not something that requires a lot of time or a lot of effort. And actually, the practice of practicing gratitude has been shown to encourage people to make healthier choices. So, as strange as it may seem, it can encourage us to fuel our bodies with more nourishing foods. Research has shown that grateful people report better physical health because they tend to engage in healthy activities like exercise or focusing on good nutrition and even getting better sleep. And of course, it builds stronger connections. If you're grateful and you're expressing that gratitude to life itself, to yourself and to other people, you're going to build better connections. And social connection is a really big part of well-being. It also gives us a boost to our romantic relationships and our friendships, just reminding us why people are valuable and worth holding on to because complacency can kick in, particularly with long-term relationships. So practicing gratitude as a couple can initiate a cycle of generosity and giving back. So looking at why saying I am grateful matters, having an attitude of gratitude is important. It shifts our mindset. It shifts the focus from ourselves to appreciating someone or something and gives us the opportunity to express that thankfulness for every part of our life. It means making the conscious habit of expressing appreciation on a regular basis for big and small things. So it could be that we're grateful for our relationships, our health, our career, our job, our business. Even if we don't like our job, what can we find about it that makes us grateful? I used to do a job I really didn't like. And one of the things I found in it was that it allowed me time, as boring as some of the work was, it allowed me time to daydream and to consider and it gave me more time because I was quite quick at working. So then I could get other things done I wanted to get done around it. I was able to study and better myself. And I say this so much to people, none of this is about having a Pollyanna attitude to life. But what we're doing is we're training our brains to look for more positives and not only the positives, that's not what we're only looking to do. It's about looking for the positives, but also accepting the negatives or the realities of life whilst bringing balance to your perspective. And when we've got that attitude of gratitude, we operate from that place of abundance. Cultivating a grateful mindset helps us to feel happier, more positive and more compassionate with ourselves and the world around us. And so for the purposes of this episode, I wanted to look up different ways that we can express gratitude and also to incorporate it in our daily lives. Again, I'm always looking for ideas. So I looked this up and I found an article in Positive Psychology on the most popular gratitude exercises and activities. And you won't be surprised to learn that we've already covered some of them. 
The first one is journaling and writing down a few things you're grateful for is one of the easiest and most popular exercises available. Just focusing on the good things that have happened to you, three to five things over the day. And when it comes to journaling, I tend to find do it when you can. Don't let it be one of those all or nothing things that if it goes by the wayside, you forget to do it altogether. A second lovely idea is a gratitude jar. And we did this one year and it's given me the idea to do it again next year. I got a jar and every time something nice happened or any of us just felt grateful, we wrote down on a slip of paper and popped it into a jar. And then on New Year's Eve, we read them all out, all the different things we were grateful for during the year. And that was just a lovely, lovely thing to do as a family. So actually, I might have to do that again. There's such a thing called gratitude rocks. And what you do is you take a pebble or a rock that you like. And if it's from a special place, even better. But it just needs to be something that you like. And you carry that rock around with you in your pocket or in your bag. And you leave it on your desk where you'll see it throughout your day. Or it could even be a little pebble or a pendant that you wear on a chain around your neck or your wrist. And whenever you see it or touch it, you have to pause and think about at least one thing you're grateful for in that moment. And if you can't think of anything, it could just be as simple as the sun shining through the window in that moment or the cup of tea you're about to drink. Just something that brings you joy and fulfilment. And then when you take the stone out of your pocket or out of your bag at the end of the day, you can take a moment to remember all those things that you were grateful for. They're mini mindfulness moments in your day. Another lovely idea is a gratitude box. Again, all you need is a box, some paper, a pen or pencil, and just write down gratitude messages. You can make it yourself, you can use a shoebox, or you can buy one. So on the pieces of paper, you write down a heartfelt message of gratitude to your loved one. So you could just collate and collect little messages saying thank you for certain things or what you love about them or wishes you'd like for them. And then keep that box and you could give it to them on a special occasion. Gratitude prompts are lovely as well. A great kickstart to practicing gratitude on a regular basis and all you've got to do is fill in the blank and you could just have a piece of paper printed out stuck on the fridge that says I'm grateful for three things I hear I'm grateful for three things I see and you're getting the idea I'm grateful for three things I smell three things I touch feel three things I taste three animals or birds three friends three teachers three things in my home, etc, etc, etc. And you can create your own prompts and you could even have a little card in your wallet that you laminate. Another way to practice gratitude is to have a gratitude amble and all you need to do is go for a walk. Just as the combination of meditation and gratitude can combat stress, walking is therapeutic in itself and it has health benefits, increases your endorphins that decrease stress, it increases your heart health, it increases your mood and decreases lethargy and blood pressure. So couple that with a grateful state of mind and it's going to start to make you feel better. 
The goal of a gratitude walk is to observe the things you see around you as you walk. Be very, very mindful in the moment. Take it all in. Be aware of nature, the colours of the trees, the sounds the birds make. Notice how your feet feel as you're stepping on the ground. Is it gravel or grass? And one last one just before I sign off for the day. That's gratitude reflection. Reflection is an important part of mindfulness meditation. So all you need to do is settle down in a relaxed posture. Take a few deep calming breaths. And let your awareness move to your immediate environment. Noticing all five senses. What you can smell, taste, touch, see and hear. And say for this I am grateful. And then you bring to mind those people in your life whom you are close to, your friends, family, your partner. And you say to yourself, for these I am grateful. Then you turn your attention to yourself because you're unique, blessed with imagination, the ability to communicate, to learn from the past and plan for the future. And you can say to yourself, for this I am grateful. And finally, you can rest in the realisation that life is a precious gift. Time is a gift. And just say, for this, I am grateful. So what's the purpose of any gratitude exercise? It's basically just to realise and appreciate what we have. It's appreciation. So I hope this has been food for thought. Gratitude is one of those things that's spoken about. And when I talk to people, it's not often done, not in a structured way. And with all those benefits and such little cost, I would suggest it's something that everybody needs to incorporate. Just writing out three things at the end of the day that went well. I don't do my gratitudes in the morning. I actually do them in the evening because then I've had time to reflect. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you need any support with your mental health or if you need to talk to someone, please do reach out. There are so many organisations out there. And if in doubt, just talk to your doctor. If you'd like to find out more about my sober journey, you can follow me on social media at Stepping Into Sobriety. You can listen to my book on Audible called Becoming a Sober Rebel. Or if you'd like to try hypnosis or you'd like to find out about working with me one-to-one in therapy, you can visit my website and the link to that is in the show notes. You can also use the code SOBERREBEL, all one word, to buy one, get one free on all self-hypnosis downloads in my shop on that website. So well done again. Enjoy day 20 and I'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.